three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, fuck, what's good about it? This is Hunter here. Uh, okay, I'm gonna make this really quick, y'all. I just got out of Morbius about an hour ago. And normally, as I've mentioned on reviews before, I normally tend to wait a day or so before I actually go ahead and review. But I'm gonna be honest with y'all. My 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 opinion's not gonna change. I went in this movie thinking, man, this just looks like uninspired sony bullshit and i left the theater and oh my god go figure it's uninspired sony bullshit because okay let's just god i don't even know where to start with this so you remember back in the 90s when we would get you know or even like the late 80s too where we'd get you know bullshit like supergirl and like uh oh god what else like the shadow You know, things like that, like superhero movies, but not superhero movies, because everyone thought that superheroes were, you know, a joke, you know, before people realized, oh, my God, you can make money if you actually, you know, give a shit about the property that you're adapting. Morbius, let's just be clear. I'm a huge Marvel nerd. I'm a huge comic book nerd. And and Morbius is, even in terms of Spider-Man villains, is like C-level maybe even D-level, because there's not a whole lot of stories with Morbius that don't include Spider-Man and or Blade, because those are the best stories that he has. And so when you go, hey, kids, we're doing a Morbius movie. Oh, is Spider-Man in it? Well, no. Okay, is Blade in it? Well, no. Why the fuck would I want to say this? And that's all I kept thinking, because the movie starts off with Jared Leto, who... Oh my god, if there's one compliment I can give this movie, or, oh, uh, I don't know if he's a worse Morbius than he is a Joker, because he's such a nothing character in this, like, he, he has this, he has this rare blood disorder, (laughs) get it, it's a blood disorder, because vampires, he, (laughs) he has this rare blood disorder, so he's having to, you know, use crutches and everything, and, the thing about Jared Leto's Michael Morbius is that they show him interact with one kid. Of course, the kid's black. And and Morbius in general just doesn't seem like a caring doctor at all because they rush through everything. There's no actual character really established. The movie opens up with him um, in uh, South America, if memory serves. He's with these, uh, gr- this, these group of people look like mercenaries they definitely don't look like you know good people and morbius uh, they basically go like hey you know you're around all these fucking bats pay me right now and he's like oh well give me your give me your machete and uh we'll and you know we'll, we'll call it a deal so he gives the guy who like piloted the helicopter gives him the money right then and there by the way i'd like to point out cuts his hand before the helicopter can even take off so when these swarm of bats come out of this cave they're just attacking everyone so in theory he killed at least three people and that's before the movie even fucking gets started and and i'm sitting there going 
this is the hero? I'm supposed to fucking, like, cheer this dude? And the director, Daniel uh, uh, Espinoza, went insane a couple days ago on Twitter and just started spoiling the fucking movie, which, so if you don't want spoilers from Morbius, then, oh, by the way, full spoilers, because there's really nothing to spoil, who fucking cares, but he's directed a couple things I like. He directed The Safe House with Denzel. That That's a good, that's a pretty good movie. Uh, he directed um, Child 44 with uh, Tom Hardy, uh, Gary Oldman. That, that, that's, that's, that's fine, but this is just some of the most uninspired schlock I've seen, God, at least a couple years. And and the thing that makes this even worse is when you think about the fact that um, that Morbius has been delayed for as long as it is, it meet like, I didn't think this, but you could argue, not just because of the pandemic, but that, you know, Sony was like, oh, you know, we're holding this movie back because we have some big surprises planned for you. This is the equivalent of being four years old and opening up your present at Christmas and it being socks. And you're like, I didn't want socks. I wanted a fucking toy. And your parents are like, but you love socks. No, I don't love socks, mother. Why did you give me socks? That This is a sock movie. <laughs> That's what this movie is. There's just, there's nothing for me to even recommend here. Matt Smith is in it playing, a uh, what's his name? Loxie's Crown. Again, doesn't matter. I... I if there's anything I can say about this movie, I guess there's one scene where uh, Matt Smith has a uh, interaction with uh, Jared Harris, who plays uh, Emil Nicholas uh, or Emil Nichols, who went ahead and was the head of this kind of orphanage that Morbius and Crown grew up in. And I'm going to take kind of an insane turn here. Since there is really no romance really in the movie uh morbius kind of has one with uh uh martina bancroft who's played by uh Adja, uh orjona you know her from uh, triple frontier is what i recognize her from uh oh yeah she's in the belko experiment she's actually pretty good in that but sh- her and leto don't really have chemistry it just feels very it feels like two people on the first date at points where it's just like, oh, like you're a vampire now. Oh, I find vampires, vampires romantic. Well, lucky I'm a vampire. And that's pretty much, and I, I'm being kind of sarcastic, but the dialogue's not really any better than that. Like the dialogue is just flat. It really is. And I'm sitting here going, all right, like, are you going to maybe do something with the action scenes? Maybe. And not even the action scenes are good. When... When Morbius and, of course, his brother end up fighting, or his, they're not even brothers, they're like, they grew up together, kind of, sort of, but we don't even really get to see them interact much as children, so when they end up fighting, there's really no emotional stakes, it's just like, oh, alright, you're fighting because, of course, you are. And, by the way, so, when Morbius becomes the living vampire, I laughed. I, I genuinely laughed out loud in the theater because he injects himself with this this serum, um, not the super soldier serum that would have been you know something. But he injects himself. He turns into a vampire, kills these people on this boat, and first off on that shit too. The way that's filmed, it's just really uninspired. Like. 
I know some people kind of go like, well, it's dark and grim. And, you know, is there, are, is there any horror stuff that works? There is one horror thing in this movie that works. There is a scene where they're in the uh, tower, the hospital, and there's this nurse who's in this hallway. It's kind of similar, and I can't believe I'm comparing it to this. It's similar to The Shining where you see, you know, like the hallway and the girl standing there and all that. And like the lights flicker off and then they flicker back on and they flicker off and they flicker back on. And the way that shot is like the one scene in the movie I kind of tilted my head and went, oh, someone actually, you know, there is a little inspiration here. But that's 90 seconds out of the movie that I went, oh, that was inspired. And then there's one other scene with uh, uh, Lox's crown where he's talking to uh, Emil Nichols and he's doing the whole, you loved him. You loved Morbius more than me. You were always, he was always your favorite. Like, you know, that shit. And I will give Matt Smith this. When he had to get pissed off in that moment, there was some actual fire, a rare bit of fire, but there was actually some emotion behind that. But, and I, this is what I told y'all. And you can go back and listen to my uh, Into the Spider-Verse review. My big fear, I said, is that Sony, my big fear is I thought Sony was going to get cocky and start feeling themselves because, oh, we don't need Marvel. We did the Spider-Verse film without Marvel. Here's the thing. Does everyone remember those those leaked emails from like eight years ago? Does everyone remember why we didn't get an Amazing Spider-Man 3? Does everyone remember that? Because they rushed the shit. Because they went, oh, we can do a Sinister Six movie. We can do an Aunt May spy film. That was a thing, by the way. People forget that shit. But they are just rushing these characters out that don't need films. And Morbius is one of the last goddamn characters that needs its own film. Why are we not getting a Black Cat movie? Where's that Spider Woman movie? It got rumored. Why can I, haven't I heard about that? Do a fucking Silk movie. Silk is one of the cooler characters that you can do. Like, what, actually one of the more underrated characters in comics. You could do a great Silk movie. Like, there are characters there that if Sony wants to do this shit, they could do it. Why are you doing Morbius? Why are you doing Madam Web? There's no fucking reason. And I'm just sitting here watching this movie that's an hour 44. And I'm going to tell you right now. I almost texted my partner and was like, hey, babe, I'm going to go see the Batman again just so I could get the taste of this bullshit movie out of my mouth. This is about 15 minutes longer than Let There Be Carnage. And man, I ooh, do I hate this more than Let There Be Carnage? Yeah, actually, I do. Because at least Let There Be Carnage had one or two action scenes that I actually liked. I mean, it's only about 10 or 12 minutes of the film that I enjoy. There's maybe about eight minutes of this I enjoy. I mean, it's a razor thin margin, but this is this is bad. This is a bad fucking movie. I like this less than I like the Suicide Squad, the 2016 version. The Suicide Squad is fucking amazing. But Suicide Squad, outside of, you know, you, you know, Margot Robbie being hot, you at least get, you know, you at least get Deadshot. You know, you get a cool Will Smith performance he doesn't slap anyone in that movie by the way but you wish you get that shit but there's just there's nothing about this that i went oh man this totally warrants me telling my audience telling y'all that you should go see this uh tyrese is in this movie playing simon uh stroud you of course know him from the fast and furious movies but tyrese playing an fbi agent come on y'all like like 
really Tyrese playing an FBI agent? Like that's a very that's a very tough pill to swallow for me. And, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk. So there's a point. So okay, that that is my big probably my biggest or one of my biggest complaints is that. Uh, Morbius is wanted for murder because these people start getting, you know, showing up with, you know, fang marks in their neck and all that. So everyone, of course, goes, oh, Morbius did it. The hospital that he's working at or the um, the research facility he's working at, there is no security. There are no, like, passwords for his lab or anything. He's just able to go in and out of the lab however he pleases. And this is after he's killed people. I'm sitting there going... Really? There's no red tape. There's there's no extra security measures. There's no one with guns. Like, nothing. He's just able to go in, grab, you know, what he needs, and then, oh, shit, cops happen to show up. Maybe they might, sort of, perhaps. And he just gets to leave like there's no consequence. And I'm sitting here going, if you're not going to give me some emotional stakes or f- fuck any stakes for my fucking hero, why should I be invested in this fucking movie? And... I'm not going to say this would save it. I'm not going to say this would save it. But you could have had uh, Loxius. I think is how you say it. You could have had him because there's this kind of throwaway line of dialogue at the end of the uh, right before we get to the final battle. Because, you know, we have to have one of those. You could have had him basically go. You chose humanity over me. You chose picking this cure or trying to find a cure over me and you could have if you wanted to make this like a gay romance and i'm not being snarky here when i say this that could have actually added some weight to this and i know some people go well didn't they grow up together not really because we get one scene of them together where morbius saves him by the way because machine flatlines by using like a spring from a pin which i went bullshit by the way not not how machines work but he goes ahead and saves him, and then uh, Emil Nichols goes ahead and sends Morbius to this, you know, like, school for the gifted, the one that's not ran by, the, uh, you know, Professor Xavier. He goes ahead and sends him to school, and I went, you could at least have that abandonment issue be a thing and be like, Loxus was like, you were the one person who inspired me. You inspired me to be the best version of myself, even though I'm dying. I love you, so I wanted to kill every fucking person who was an obstacle in the way of our love. You could have spun it like that and actually made me go, oh, there's some stakes to this fight. No, nothing, nothing at all. And just the more I sat there and watched it, I went, this is a waste of my time. This is a waste of my time. There's even a Batman Begins shot where Morbius is in this chamber of bats. And he looks up to the ceiling and the bats are swirling all around him. And I just went, oh, my God. I was in a theater with, and keep in mind, this is Thursday night when this shit is opening. Five o'clock showing. I was in a theater with 10 people. 10 fucking people. And the the people who were about three rows back from me, this guy at multiple times went, because I took notes on this shit, he went, ah, damn, really? This is fucking stupid. This is quotes from whoever the guy was behind me, and thank you for providing some fucking entertainment to this shit. But at the end of the day, Morbius has this whole kind of conflict of, oh, well, I'm drinking artificial blood. Um, you know, this this could, you know, this could only last me for so long. I'll need human blood. And 
his brother kind of rightfully so points out the fact that, oh, you get to take, you know, this uh, this serum and be, quote, cured, unquote, even though you need blood, but yet you're going to let me die. And, I, and, you know, Morbius's whole kind of wave the hand explanation is, well, it's a curse. And I went, I mean, I mean, clearly it's not one that's fucking you up too much. And so here's the other thing. His brother, or I, I got to call his brother, his friend, his best friend, whatever. He ends up taking the serum, because of course he does. But there's no, like, there's no way for him. They never show him take the serum. He just kind of happens to get it. So there's a point where Morbius is in jail, and he shows up to visit him. And he leaves his cane that he's using to walk in Morbius's cell. Which is, you know, your indication of, duh, 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 he took the serum himself. But again, you never see him take the serum. You never see him swipe it from the lab. It really makes no sense how he would have taken it or how he would have gotten it. And the movie just kind of goes, shut up. Don't think about it. Um, Okay, so let me just get to these dumb mid-credit scenes. Uh, So the first one, you see... The end of No Way Home, you see the after effects of Doctor Strange's uh, spell that he casts and uh, a- a- a Tombs, the vulture, played by Michael Keaton again, pops up in just an empty cell, right? That's the first one. The second one is Morbius driving out to the middle of nowhere, like Matthew McConaughey does Lincoln commercials, just driving in the middle of nowhere at 2 a.m. Uh, the vulture has his suit, by the way, which, okay. Here's the thing that makes no sense to me, because someone asked the director, how would Toombs get his suit again when his suit is Stark Tech? Which was my first question. I was like, how the fuck would he get the suit back again? And the director said, and I'm paraphrasing, oh, the tomb, uh, the Vulture is a very resourceful guy. What? That's all you have? I'm just sitting here going, God damn it, Sony. Like, if you're not going to care, why the fuck should I care? And at the end of the night, end of the day, this is what pisses me off. Like, I know Sony will never sell the rights to Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man back to Marvel, back to Disney. There's no fucking way. I think, I think Disney could offer them $10 billion and Sony would go, eh, we're good. Because Spider-Man makes money. But... Here's the thing, y'all, and and I'm going to be this person to drop this bomb and kind of hurt myself and potentially hurt all of you. There's just going to be a point where Marvel's going to have to cut bait with Spider-Man because if Sony continues on this trajectory and they're kind of sort of dipping their toes in the MCU, this is going to fuck up the MCU uh, storyline that they have going on. And I think Kevin Feige at a point is just going to go like, we love Spider-Man. And I know Feige loves Spider-Man. Spider-Man, he's talked about how he's one of his favorite characters. But I just think at a point, at a certain point, Feige's got to cut bait and just go, you know, the MCU is not Spider-Man. We have all these characters. We can't afford to fuck up our progress because of one fucking character. And I really think we're going to get to that point where they just kind of go, all right, man, like, do your own shit. And when Sony fucks up Spider-Man again, because they will, like, they will, and then they can crawl back to Marvel and go, all right, fine, give us $12 billion and we'll go away. Because at this point, I, I just, can we stop? Can we stop with this? Like, Sony, I, I really do wish Sony would just give the, like, sell the character. Because 
the writing's on the wall. If this is the type of product that we're going to get without uh, without Spider-Verse shit, then I, I don't want any more of these. Let There Be Carnage was fucking terrible. And I love how some people, you know who you are, think it's a good movie. It's not. And this is just the trajectory that I think these Sony films are going to be on. So... Yeah, this is a go fuck yourself in case it wasn't obvious. This movie fucking blows. It will be on my worst of, but it's not even like, it's just like, don't waste my time. And that's the thing, like doing the podcast. I, I love doing the podcast. I've had so much fun. It's grown and everything, but there's nothing worse than, a mo- than when a movie wastes your time. And I really had the same feeling leaving the theater that I did when I saw Uncharted. I was like, oh yeah, this is a waste of my time. Why the fuck did I watch this? Um, there's no reason for, there's no reason for you to watch this. If you have to watch it, and I, and I really mean this, if you have to watch this, go to Redbox at, like, what, when the, the, the Redbox day start over? I think it's like 10 p.m. Rent this shit, like, at 10 one, so you have the extra day, because you won't want to leave your house. Like, you'll probably get drunk and watch this and go, man, that sucked, and then just, like, curl up in a ball. Like, do that shit. I wouldn't even pay... The five ninety nine or five bucks or whatever on Amazon, um, you can really wait for this to stream. Like, like, there's no reason to watch this shit. Um, guys, or anything else? Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't care. Like, this is just like that. That should be like the subtitle of this movie, Morbius. Parentheses, I don't care. Because I don't care. It's just the more I think about, the more angry I'm getting. So, whatever. It's dumb. Don't watch this. All right. I'm not going to ask you guys if you've seen Morbius. Because there's no reason for you to see Morbius. It's dumb. It's stupid. Don't watch it. Uh, you can go ahead and follow us uh, most places where you listen to podcasts. At the, at the Real Pineapple. You can find us on SoundCloud. Apple Google Podcasts. Podbean. Stitcher. iHeartRadio. Spotify. Amazon Music. And Tune Up at the real pineapple uh you can follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple uh don't forget to like both our pages on facebook at uh, the real pineapple that's r-e-e-l pineapple and real pineapple games and you can find me on letterboxd at black shazam and tiktok at black shazam 775 thank you so much for listening next week our review uh my best and worst of list will finally be up i am so excited to have those up for y'all and we'll have review next week as well for ambulance um in a couple weeks uh we're gonna have a review for uh uh, Fantastic Beasts of Crimes of Grind- uh, the, the Crimes of Grindelwald. That's the last one. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. Whatever. I'm sure it'll be just as good as the last one. Um, that's going to be a week late because I'm because uh, my partner's a Harry Potter nerd and I want to have her on that. So that'll be a review on like the twenty, the weekend of the twenty second, twenty third. Uh, so that review will be up uh, around then. But everyone, uh, in the meantime, please stay safe out there. If you have not gotten your Booster shot, go get your booster shot, wear your mask, stay safe out there. And to all of my uh, my trans fan, uh, friends out there, happy Trans Visibility Day. We love you. We see you. We love you. And uh, thanks so much, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.